So we're back. This episode. is oh, cries in a region. Yeah, I'll say episode five. <laughs> we have to. What? <laughs> oh, so we never said our names last time. I mean, oh, damn it. we just like always one thing is always something up. So I'm Gabby. I'm Liska, and this is our podcast about the scamverse. Yes, Scam- international sensation. Seven versions in, hoping for more. Yeah, more and more. I saw that Greek fans were trying to get, like, a petition going. I don't know what that would affect, but... Every country needs every one. Co- I've literally, ever since you mentioned the, like, Serbia thing, I've been thinking about, like, what would it be like if it was in Puerto Rico? And I was like, interesting. You okay. The, yeah, the, yeah, The idea forms in your brain and germinates. Well, like, for example, one of the things that I've always been fascinated by, and, again, this might be more of a private school thing but still that's sort of the world that I know is how prom is treated in Puerto Rico because oh. it's completely different than I've ever seen it anywhere else in the world oh that's fun like your family goes to prom with you oh yeah you've told me that yeah I've told you that uh-huh. so it's like this whole thing and you spend like uh, like fundraising for it for a long time and it's this whole like and people spend a lot of money on their dresses and it's it's a whole thing okay uh, so anyway i've always been fascinated with it and yeah. it's just like little specific things like that. i'll be like oh i wonder what we would include in this yeah what would that. be your roots what would be your exactly uh, Cosa Grupa? Uh, yeah. all of those uh-huh. stuff like i was remember when i was i think it was was it to you no i don't know, remember because it, it was a catholic school we would have to do like um to, oh yeah yeah you did tell me about this like like bonding like team building exercises yeah but i for i had forgotten that for the younger grades the older grades planned it, and it was, like, a club that you could do. Oh, like, that sounds A, devious, <laughs> B, dangerous, and C, like, a great thing for so, a scam season. Well, so that was a thing that I – actually, it was a notebook that we had to do for Karen's class oh, uh-huh. with, like, ideas. Uh-huh. And then I was, like, I just had a list of things, and then it said, like, equipistas, and I was, like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> my god and uh-huh. suddenly I like could see it 100% um I wanted to take like one moment to talk about like Scam France uh season four yeah. which is in episode two as we're recording this um one of the things that I want to commend them for is I think th- there might be some knowledge of the internet and the fact that you know it's it, season three is always going to be easy to find an audience but uh-huh. season four is sometimes you have to put in I think more of the work to get uh-huh. people to watch so they've actually they have a trailer that they're gonna that's gonna start playing in uh French cinema starting next week for season wow. four uh and I've seen Holy. and there's like Instagram uh in Instagram stories they've paid to have like sponsored like uh insta stories of like Lucas and uh, Elliot and stuff like that. Like, they're definitely putting in the time. Yeah, um, it's like to, buzz, the drama buzz or to, whatever. To yeah. promote it. So that's cool. That's super amazing. Um, It's not necessarily, like, Julie's strategy, but, you know, Norway and France are two different things. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. But what I've sort of... Just the idea of seeing a scam trailer in theater. Yes! I, like, I want it so I mean, bad. I mean, I can show you the trailer. But what I've noticed is this whole thing where, and we're going to talk about it when we talk about season four, is like these complicated feelings that people have for it and the ways that it let them down. Mm-hmm. So I, like, literally, I've there are fans who would, like, give up their firstborn to be like, okay, but can we not, under any circumstance, have the storyline where... Um, Yusef and Nora kiss. Like, yeah. I would, like, die. Like, they're like, whatever yeah. you want, I will give it to you. So, like, <laughs> well, I was going to show you this one, but I thought it was pretty funny. She's, um, I believe she's, this this girl is, is still in college, but she's, like, a, 
actual film critic and gets jobs and whatever. Okay. She's the one who's trying to get uh, uh, Barry Jenkins to watch Scum. Oh, uh-huh. And she she posted, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And she replied to an Instagram story where at the party, uh, Manon and Sofiane were, <laughs> like, yeah. were like uh, next to each other and they wrote like a little heart. Uh-huh. And then uh, she wrote, Emma. Stop it. Iman likes Sofian. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Storyline yeah. over. Storyline over. And uh, I retweeted it in our account. And I was like, in this house, we don't have time for that storyline. <laughs> so we support this 100%. Like, I, yeah, like, Sasha's asking me, because we only got to watch a little bit of, like, one episode of, of Sana's season. And he was asking me about it. And I was like, I mean, I can't remember. There's, like, a love triangle with Nura. And... Yeah, there's just there's just this sense, even, even from people who enjoyed the season, which I am one of them, yeah, yeah. that Sana, like, deserved better in some ways yeah um like it's amazing that sense of suddenly getting in her point of view yeah um, is super satisfying in the first couple of episodes uh, just as a yes concept. they are they are 100 um, percent. but then it does it i i don't remember as much of the season as i wish i did which i think is telling in and of itself so one of the things that the scum people have said is that they've changed like 80 percent of the season but so far we haven't really seen that but again like we said the beginning of the season does a good job of setting everything up so yeah. maybe there's no recent to panic yet yeah but yeah. like literally at least once a day, I'll see posts of this of this title. It'll be like, maybe if I say it every day, it won't come true. Don't make Manon kiss Sofian. Don't make the boy squad and the balloon squad fight. Uh-huh. Like, it's so pointless and dumb. And it's like the things that to this day people are still like, yeah. they're like, there's no need. Like, yeah. why? And it doesn't lead to anywhere satisfying in right. any way. Like, at least if you could justify it that way, but no. It's right, just... right, right, right. Yeah, it's that... So so it's like everyone's super excited about the season and what's going to happen but then there's also like every day it's like but please please change this please change yeah, yeah do 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 something better yeah um but yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see that yeah that's pretty much my cuz she's the first sana season i mean non sana sana season going in yes, right yes yeah, yeah she yeah. is she is yeah uh yeah so we'll see uh yeah, I don't want to comment too much because I know we're going to post this in like a month, so it's going to be like... Uh, It'll be over by then anyway. Do you yeah. know what the term is when something gets ruined by canon? What? Jost. J-O-S-T? J-O-S-S-E-D. Like Joss Whedon? Yep. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, so what specifically uh, is it in reference to that he fucked up? It, Which, there's many, I know. Uh, it was more like around this time where we could, um, as Buffy was coming out and the internet was coming up, people would be writing, like, uh, meta or, uh, I don't think it was called meta back then, meta or fix or whatever, where they, uh, were reacting kind of episode to episode. So they would be like, oh, this, the canon's probably gonna disprove this in, like, two episodes, but here's my interpretation or here's what I think is gonna happen. And eventually it's like, it's probably gonna get j- jossed, jossed in, like, a couple episodes. <laughs> But <laughs> I love that. Um, I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else I want to say about any of the remakes. Um, still enjoying them. Yeah, you told me about the little like I think they're really fun. The German. Oh yeah. Lynn find Lynn a hobby. Yeah, find uh, Lynn a hobby. Yeah. Which like every day or every other day, there's like a little video or uh-huh. clip, and it's just like, I really like it because it just adds to the sense of the world and making like Mateo's world yeah. like real even if he we don't see them yeah see him in them yeah that kind of like fan interaction or outreach i don't even know what to call it like it's publicity but it's also just like i mean it's just good transmedia man yeah it's it's just brilliant it's that's part of what i love about scum because 
like the last time that I was this excited about a transmedia was like seven years ago with the Lucy Bennett Diaries, and then it felt I felt like I hadn't seen anything that got it to that level. Yeah. Um. I mean, they won a they won an Emmy for it, like like right. you know. Uh, and then it's wait for of, transmedia specifically. Yeah. Is that what it was called? The Emmy. I don't remember what it was <laughs> called, but okay, but it was like people specifically recognizing this like. It, the like, transmedia effort. Interesting. The transmedia aspect that. of Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the first time that I like I followed for an entire day. I followed the Twitter account of these two um, ca- fictional characters, right. um, and like it's something that if you watch it, all episodes of Lizzie Bennett Diaries are online to this day, but you are not gonna get that anymore. Right. Like it was like these two characters, um, if Darcy and Elizabeth, went on a tour of San Francisco. And Darcy's sister and best friend were, like, sort of stalking them or giving us updates. I can't remember the uh-huh. specifics because they were the ones, like, shipping oh, so, them. So they oh, were the ones giving us, like, updates. And we never saw this footage. This was never part, like, we hear that they planned this. We hear of the aftermath. But we never actually see them going on this, like, walking tour of San Francisco. We only get, like, updates from Gigi. And it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. That it's That's just, like, really great. It was, and it was just for the moment, but it was really cool. Anyway. Yeah. Alright, so we're into episode five, which is season co- three. Yeah, which is called, I mean, again, there's a couple of different versions, but it okay. basically is... We're getting messy with these names. It, but, but it's basically, I believe, translates to at the same time in a completely different place. Aww. I know, right? Okay, this is, guys, <sighs> I believe the opening scene of this episode would be called Poetic Cinema. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Please enlighten me to Poetic Cinema. Okay, so Poetic Cinema, you know how there's this whole, one of the, if I was a person who was like into like, I don't know, anthropology and languages and whatever, internet speak would be a thing that I would be obsessed with. Uh Uh-huh. And Poetic Cinema is one of the ones that has really caught on, at least in the Tumblr community as a whole. And it started as this meme. Um, that basically is an image of, what what is his name? Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky from uh, Voyage in Time. And, uh... Which, I just want to point out, Tarkovsky is, like, the most esoteric... Well, probably not the most, but, like, in the top, top, most esoteric filmmakers. Like, the kind of person who has shots in a movie of, like, like water dripping down a pane of glass. <laughs> and it's supposed to be beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful, but also you're like, why the fuck am I watching this for five minutes? Yeah, so that's that, that's what I was reading a little bit of li- online, where they were like, it's actually kind of perfect that this is the image. That's like, and I believe in the documentary he himself is talking about, uh, it's about the making of one of his movies. Okay. I can't remember which one. But he's also talking about his influences, so he spends a lot of the time talking about these other film directors that are basically in the same vein. So it's actually kind of perfect that this is like, I don't know who came up with the meme, because I tried to find it on knowyourmeme.com, and they didn't have it. Also, he uses the phrase poetic cinema when talking about... No, I don't think, I don't think so. I think someone just took the image of him (laughs) and then put poetic cinema in it. I don't know if someone actually knows the history, because usually know your meme is really good at telling you the history of a meme, but I couldn't find it there last night. Okay. So I was just like, I know it's a meme, I know I can Google it and find the image of it, and at least this much basic history, but that's about it. Uh Uh-huh. But it's been sort of then then taken by uh, fandom and the internet and internet speak to be like, this is like a beautiful... It can be used two ways. It can be used when something's really bad. Yes, ironically. Ironically, or it can be used when you're like, this is amazing and beautiful and art and, like, life-changing. Yes, yes. So last episode... The pool. Poetic cinema. cinema. 100%. The pool kiss. Yes, the pool kiss is poetic cinema. And so, like, you'll see it a lot when people, like, 
uh, and Tumblr when people are talking about uh, a lot of scam scenes, etc. Uh-huh. So I told Liska about this like last week, and she was like, "Mine blown! <laughs> it's so perfect! It's so good! It's it's exactly that scam tone of like." I can both love this and think it's the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life <laughs> at the same time. Like, like I think there's this moment um, in Druk in the first episode where, like, um, in the season three, where Matteo has to go down to buy something at the store, uh-huh. and he's outside, and he forgets his wallet, so he screams at, at Yuna's, like, hey, can you get me my wallet? And Yuna, like, throws it from, from the second floor, and it hits Matteo in the head, and, like, even that, I could see someone saying, like, poetic <laughs> cinema. But then also for, like, the pool kiss, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I feel like you could start tossing it around, right? Like, when he's, when, when uh, Evan opens the locker. Ah, uh, yeah. Poetic cinema. cinema. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm in all the way. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so this is, uh, the first clip is 100% poetic cinema. Uh-huh. And it uh, starts, the time is 15.15, so we're back to our... The- repetition yes. sort of thing. So far my theory holds. We'll see if it actually holds. Yeah, and, <laughs> and again, if you if anyone wants to explain a poetic cinema better than me, let me know, because I <laughs> literally am sort of making it up as I go. I think my response to you, by the way, was like, I feel like we should have called our podcast poetic yes, cinema. Yes, <laughs> And I'm a little bit bummed we didn't, but okay. Okay, so it's... Do you want to explain the... Yeah, so it's... They are now in bed. They're all cuddled up. Evan uh, is wearing Esex clothes. Yes. He's wearing the... Jesus shirt. Because they were all in water and in costumes also. So, like, yeah. he presumably needed normal clothes. And they're all, like, hood sweatshirts up because I, in my head, they're, like, still, like, getting, like, yes. warm from the cold water and all that. And they have a conversation, which is kind of hard to summarize, but it's, they kind of get into these, like, stonery high school, but awesome. Yeah. Uh, like amazing conversations about the nature of life and universe and reality where Isak is bringing up like th- there's multiple versions. Yeah well I think it starts with just like a normal like oh we're talking about movies and then Evan's like well you it know. evolves yeah. Yeah I think that um, life is like a movie and you can be like the director of your own movie blah, right. blah, blah, sort of like that sort of like you've heard that a million times before. But it does get sort of, like, deeper. Touching on what you said in the last episode about how, like, no wonder people were scared everyone's going to die because he go he gets dark with it. Well, first of all, this is the first time I think that Ge- Isag is allowed to be, like, geeky. Yes. Like, I, do you know what? I don't know how I never connected that he's the one who brings up the parallel universes thing. It seems like such an Evan thing, and I think it's so interesting that Isag is the one who... Yeah, but but he's... he's it's it's I get what you're meaning because it's, like, such a romantic concept, which yes. is not really what we think about when we think about Isag. Yes. But he's coming at it from like a science sort of point yes, of view but i do think he also oh, obviously the, yeah, yeah. yeah which i love that they gave him that depth yes uh, uh where eventually he he's talking about how he loves the idea of infinity and just this this idea that there's parallel universe a parallel universes period and that right now there's another isaac and evan um lying in the exact same place just like there's like maybe there's like different curtains and that's when Evan says like oh you mean like yellow curtains right uh, and I'm only highlighting this because this has also become like iconic dialogue for them and for the fandom as a whole yes there's several pieces uh, of dialogue in this scene that I think like the water droplet will come back yeah so exactly there's, there's a few very iconic sentences and moments from the scene well and the fact that we have seven remakes 
right. is kind of this beautiful thing about there are these parallel universes yes! where they do exist. Yes! And like Julie and Isaac and Evan, like none of them had any idea what those words were going to mean yes. in like two years later. Yes. And it's just, there's something so beautiful about that. It is just amazing, amazing to watch the scene again. And, th- and that's why, knowing like, that. and like every time there's a new remake, there's going to be like a gif where they put all of that uh-huh. same scene over and over and over. And I love it because it's true. There are these versions of them over and over and over, falling in love over and over. Yeah that are also, like, very specific and very their own, uh-huh. but they're still, like, Isak and Evan. Following the same basic exactly. yeah, idea. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, and, and the reason I assume why this is tying into poetic cinema is because it's all shot very, in yes. a poetic cinema way. That's what I was, I was like, I didn't know if you were going to go with, like, the, the, the visuals or the yeah. content first. Yeah. yeah, so they're, like, lying in bed. They're sometimes... Uh, next to each other and then sometimes they're sort of like their heads are I don't know how to explain it like their heads are next to each other but their feet are in opposite directions I don't know anyway um and sometimes they're talking you can hear their voice in voiceover but they're they're not actually speaking Mm -hmm. in that moment yeah and then sometimes it cuts to them talking in real time um yeah, and there's a lot of kissing and and softness and exactly yeah I, I I know that's another term that I feel like gets around in fandom all the uh-huh. time like but it really is just like a soft it's beautiful and there's kind of no quote like purpose to this scene yes in, in terms of plot or anything like that it's just for us to linger with them i wrote stillness it, quiet poetic cinema exactly as like my like overview of like there's yeah there's just something and it just takes, to like for us to fall in love with them falling in love yes exactly yeah. there's there's no other purpose to it um and um uh, and yeah, it's like this beautiful, it's the word ta- tab- tableau? Tab- tab- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tableau of just, just I don't know, just They're them. shifting positions, and time is obviously it's passing. Blessing. They're spending a lot of time together. Um, Sasha and I watched the bloopers after the season, because yeah. we like, got really into, into this. It. And one of them, the fa- bloopers of the season are fascinating, yeah. because they also have Julie's direction. Yeah. And I, like, it was so, it's just mind-blowing to, to watch actually this scene, because it looks, um, the show has just, like, a raw quality, like, a, as if they were just, like, filming mm-hmm. on, in the moment and just, like, making it up as they go along. But, of course, like, clearly not because she's micromanaging, and I mean that in Everything. A, everything. Where you put your hand. Yes. Where, yeah. Like, a little bit lower, a little bit higher, or, like, put your head here, more pillow, less pillow. Like, yeah. just amazing to watch. She really just deserves everything. Um, so, yeah, the, the scene is poetic cinema. <laughs> Sure. The bloopers also have a very funny moment where Isaac says, "Can Sonia die?" or something like that. <laughs> uh, I I, oh yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. something along I was those thinking lines. Emma, but you and said then Sonia. they and then they both laugh about it. Yeah. Or something. Uh, yes, in the scene, they they like he, they like. Yeah. Joke. So yeah, so we have we have Isaac kind of like being really romantic, mm-hmm. as romantic as we've ever seen him, and idealistic. Yes. About and positive and just like happy about this idea of like this infinite world of possibilities, and then we have Evan over here being all like downer yeah. which is not something that we we've associated with him at all yes. he's just this sort of like mysterious like like th- zest for life carpe diem kind exactly. of guy and so all of a sudden he's saying like actually that idea of parallel universe just makes me feel very lonely mm-hmm. um he's talking about how like 
uh, being alone with your head in, in, in your, your thoughts, head, in your yeah. thoughts and how you there's nothing but you and your thoughts and like this sort of like feeling imprisoned by them yes and then you can never have anything for eternity like the yeah. only way to have something for eternity is to kill it or yeah to die. yeah yeah and it's like yeah, uh, the only way to escape your thoughts is just to die. Yeah, like I'm like, and and like he's like, you can tell that he's like doesn't know what to do uh-huh. with. Yeah, this. he's like, where is this coming, coming from? from? Uh, uh, and that's why, like, it's whenever someone says like, oh, I thought like Isaac's mental, sorry, Evan's mental illness storyline came out of nowhere. I was like, no, watch no. watch that show again. And yeah. like, and it's that- so brilliantly done. How even like in the previous scene when they're at the at the um, Halloween party. He's like shaking a little. He's like there's there's this like energy in him that mm-hmm. is building that is not. I mean, it turns out to not be necessarily a healthy one. Uh, but it it's this like combination of his, of his relationship situation with Sonia, um, his burgeoning feelings for Isak that he's not sure what to do about all well, of that. and also eventually because we also understand the history that he has uh and those feelings and yeah. sort of where those insecurities come from exactly exactly um, so yeah it's like it's a it's so it's so well planted yeah and it, anyway so another thing that's happening in the scene is there's like a t- kind of underlying tension every time the phone rings yes and it's just like quiet uh-huh. no one's saying anything they're just hearing the phone like buzz buzz yeah it's not even a ringing it's like i just said the, the yeah and isak's face every single time even though it's like um like a uh, we don't even see all of it we just see like the profile of it um i i feel the fear yeah totally uh, and it's just like it's still it's still a beautiful moving romantic scene it just gives us such a glimpse into Evan's mind in a way that none of ne- that nothing has before new. yeah because he's just been he's basically just been a mystery yeah and it's like adding another layer of uh wait what's going on with this guy yes which exactly. is completely in also Isak's point of view yeah exactly he's this, like mystery um so underlying the whole scene is that his Evan's phone keeps buzzing and they're both very aware of it and whenever it happens the conversation just stops and uh, like I said uh, Ev- uh Isak's face you only seeing a profile of it, but you can fear the fear of like he's gonna pick up that. Yeah, song. there's this like incredible unspoken tension. Yes, uh, oh, it's so good. I know, and, and they're both so aware of it. But it's like if you don't acknowledge it, it's not there, sort of. Yes. Finally, it kind of ends with Isak asking like, "Oh, is that Sonia?" And Evan just saying like, "I'm in so much trouble," which is such a sad and uh, hard like kind of painful idea that he's in trouble quote unquote yeah yeah which which is again that dynamic that we were talking about like Sonia as this like mother yeah when that's not what he wants yeah uh we can go back a little bit because the only the other sort of like disruption to their world is that Eskil knocks on the door oh right Um, and he's like are you uh, like Isaac are you coming out and when Isaac is like, whatever, I'm sleeping, he's like, okay, okay. but whose shoes are these? And he's like, I borrowed them from Yunus. And it's like, how does that story add up yeah. in any way? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like, Eskil definitely does not seem uh, convinced in any way. But, I mean, and this is, I think we talked about this when we were talking about Nora and William. And I was like, I'm impressed he doesn't open that door. That yeah. he gives him the space. I, I guess I just assumed the door was locked because there's no way Eskild wouldn't open the door. I but think, maybe in this case he is I being think, sensitive. I think he is being sensitive. Especially because he has displayed unusual sensitivity toward 
Isak in particular. Yeah. He like, really, I not mean, outing him in yeah, season two. Yeah, when, when, he, when he refers to him as him to himself, not yet, as um, his guru, uh-huh. like, I think, I mean, he, he I think he's taking that very seriously. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's like, um, I think he understands what Isak yeah. is and he's very careful and protective of him, yeah. of him. And maybe in ways that even surprised him, I don't, maybe he didn't expect this. When, right, right, from, uh, from himself. But now that he's been called to be responsible, he's being it very much. In a later scene when he does say, like, he met Evan uh, in the bathroom. Isak, Sorry. No, oh, no, no, Evan. He, yeah, he, yeah. Now you're confusing me. <laughs> yeah. No, Eskil says he met Evan in the bathroom. And he, there's this, like, it's one of, I think, Eskil's best performances, because he has this look on his face that's like... All right, you want to share... Like, eh, eh, uh-huh. you want to say something? Okay, well, and, I don't, don't want to push Yeah, he, he does that over and over, which yeah. is why the scene that comes after is so yeah. heartbreaking and um, effective. Isaac um, does tell Evan how he ended up in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, so... interesting. Yeah, we get, we get Evan asked, like, hey, how did you guys, how did you end up in this shared apartment? And this is kind of, like, the first time that we get part of the story. We get more later, later. in the episode of, yeah, well, I was just... Uh, very drunk, and I didn't want to go home, and he brought me here. And it's interesting that Evan's first question is like, oh, so he, like, hit on you or something. Right. And it's like, no. like it's- I meant to ask you that because he said, uh, Isak, when he tells the story, says, you know, I was drunk, he brought me here, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's just uncomfortable talking about it because it's like I- talking about emotions and yeah. his family is like a thing that it's too much for him. And so he always, he does this thing all the time where he tries to downplay things, and that's pretty much it. Like, nothing happened. He he did, I don't remember if that night he slept on the couch or in, I think he might have slept in Eskil's room. Right. But, like, nothing happened. Like it's, Right. See, that, okay, I just wanted to confirm that with the interpretation as well, because I, it didn't even occur to me. No, no, no. Until Sasha was like, blah, blah, blah usually means then something happened. No, no, no. And then I realized that Evan also kind of asks, like, oh, did something happen? And but no, it, there's it, it, there's never... Pretty clearly laid out. Yeah, that, that yeah. no, that it was just, like, um, yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was a moment that he's just stepping up and being a decent person right. and nothing happened. Right. Um, I, I also, before we move on, I wanted to point out that Evan says that he will make a film about, about Isak. Oh, yeah. That will be called... Again, this is a translation thing. I've heard it different, but in the, the subs that we have, is like the boy who couldn't hold his breath underwater, uh-huh, uh-huh. which comes back in season four. That's that's uh-huh. like the only reason <laughs> I'm mentioning it. Um, and it's one of those transmedia things that yeah. like you can. It doesn't matter, but it's there. It uh-huh. exists and it's cute and it's something that's being laid out now and we'll pay <laughs> I, off. I, it. I just liked the Isak's response. Like that sounds like a pompous ass fucking movie. I know. Movie. <laughs> I I loved that too because I was like. And then I, it took, I paused for a second to be like, what movies would Evan make? And I was like, yeah, they totally would be. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like 100%. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Bob Lerman is a very director, so from that I can interpret, like, epic, super fucking romantic, yeah. but also kind of, um, pompous isn't quite the right word, because I think of, like, Tarkovsky more yeah, as yeah. a pompous, but, um, but he was playing with those dolls, yeah, uh, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is very, like, Todd... Haynes or whatever and uh so there's a kind of like new york indie uh alternative film vibe to his stuff yeah it's it's pretty yeah anyway i've yeah. been intrigued to know what types of films Evan yeah is. we're gonna ponder this yeah let's it. ponder this so much um yeah and then yeah so then we we get the sonja calling thing what we mentioned before right and we right. kind of end with um Evan, like, sort of being like, I wish I could, can we just, like, stay in this moment forever? Right. When with, with Isak being like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and yeah. it's just, 
Even though Evan is like the only thing that's forever is death. <laughs> yes. Dun dun dun. Uh, so then it's the next day. It's no longer uh, double time. It's like nine thirty-two. But it's okay because uh, Evan's not there. Exactly. He left. Uh, so Isak wakes up alone, and it, but there's a note from Evan. It's like yeah, a little drawing comic book situation. Yeah, yeah and, just, and it's the beginning, I think, of his comic book notes too. Yeah, where he's like, in a parallel universe, right. this happened, and in this universe, this happened. Um, and he's basically he he writes in it that he can't sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. And then he says... So uh, that is um, a Nas line. Oh, I didn't uh, catch I I knew it had to be a reference, so I looked it up. Evan not sleeping is, like, it is, like, uh, an issue of mania, like, like, of the the upswing of bipolar. You haven't seen the text, but Mm -hmm. when he's, like, deep in his mania, he's sending, like... Uh, song lyrics like "There's No Tomorrow." Oh yeah, well like, he does that I think in oh I think in we, the show I think we get a little bit of yeah, that yeah. yeah yeah but yeah so this is just like a reference to um what was it that Isa called it the best album ever made oh uh, Romantic is that the one they're talking about yeah, yeah yeah so it's a line from New York State of Mind that's so, cool yeah so I didn't know that I had layers I, upon layers I Gabby. I just had a feeling that uh-huh. was so I googled it uh, and then the cartoon is uh, of. Isak, like, in one he has the water, in a droplet in his throat, and another one he doesn't. And that's that's the joke. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the parallel yeah. universe idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, because Isak, Isak is still insisting that he, he won. He won, and it's just, they're just, like, circumstantial evidence. It's, <laughs> right, it's Circumstances. Right. Circumstantial circumstances is not, does not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he keeps coming with excuses. Yeah. So like, if only I hadn't gotten that water in my throat or and whatever. And he's like, uh-huh, 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 okay, cool. And then he opens, uh, Isak opens the door to go outside. Well, but I will point out, only because I've uh-huh. seen now a, dra- a different reaction, but when Isak wakes up and Evan isn't there, he's, like, really sad about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. I'm only pointing it out because... No, that's a very important thing to point out. Because it's, for some reason, in, in Druk, they go a different way. Oh. Uh, so that, that that was one of the first times that I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he's really sad that Evan left. And that's a huge thing for him because people leaving right. is a huge thing it's a trigger. for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it'll be mirrored nicely in another episode, but yes, for yeah, now, yeah. he... Yeah, in terms of that abandonment issues, I will say Scam Friends is like really good at it they lean in a lot on on that right. aspect i mean and i do it well but yeah, just, yeah yeah like that's one of the things that they sort of focused on more than cool some others um, yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so then he opens the door to his bedroom <laughs> to one of the stranger sites of this show which is nura cleaning the wall <laughs> yeah. i think the idea is that she's cleaned everything else right i assume so and or or that her like it kind of actually touches a little bit on the food stuff in yeah. her season. Yes. This kind of, uh, when she's in a bad place emotionally, she is exerting control or, like, kind of OCD behavior yes. over certain things, like Sorry, food and, and then cleanliness in this case. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So it's in, it's in keeping with what It's we, in keeping what 100%. Know. Uh. <laughs> Plus, also, it kind of, I just realized, continues the joke slash idea that since she's been gone... No one's been cleaning the anything. The of... Pigsty. I mean, I have wondered who does the laundry now. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time that anyone cleaned Isaac's bed sheets? Yes. I I worry about Eskild this. Eskild is also very worried about this, <laughs> as we'll find out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then, uh, this is the moment that you mentioned where um, then oh, sort, right. sort of um, Eskild then sort of comes in. And yeah. He's like, oh, so uh, 
I met that Evan guy. Yes. I do just want to point out the amazing face he makes when Ev- when Isak is like, what's going on with Nora? And he's just like, he basically says she's nuts yep. without saying yeah. those words or even making a gesture. Because he would never. Because <laughs> Nora is his like beautiful lavender like, yeah, goddess. Exactly. But, but, but he's also like, I don't he's, fucking know. He's acknowledging like, oh, you know. <laughs> don't, don't even go there. Yeah. Don't even touch it. And Yeah, uh, he, he's probably like, I have this one cleaning the walls. I have the other one that yeah. won't leave her room. And then now this, like... Poor Eskild, actually, <laughs> yeah. would have the most amazing season yeah. uh, if he told the season from his point of view. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and but it, he mentions, like, I met Evan. And then Nora and Eskild do this thing where they, like, look at each other, oh, like, right. okay, like, what, what do we who's say? Who's gonna bring it up? Yeah, how do we say it? <laughs> uh, it's just, like, eventually it's Eskild who's like, so who was that? Yeah, and he's like just plays it off. It's like, oh, he's just he's a, friend, a friend, and like he's, whatever. And he slams the door. But you're right. It's like it's one of the many moments we'll see where Eskil is like trying to test it out and kind of uh-huh. be like, "This is your safe space. Share with me." Yeah, we all know what's going on. Like, there's you, no need to lie. Yeah, like, are you maybe ready to? Yeah, are you ready to have this yeah. conversation? Yeah. That's it's like, hey, are you? Yeah, are we there? Yeah, are we there? Yeah, yeah. Like, look how open I am yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. Invite me in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. It's because that's the other part. He doesn't, like, go inside uh, again. I'm obsessed with this one, like, if Eskil goes or does not go yeah. into. Um, when he respects boundaries and when, when he, doesn't. he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I also wonder if a little bit his newfound respect, which is, you know, limited. He does also in the first episode of the season, I think, barge it on Eskil. I mean, on, on Isak. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, he does. But yeah. so, so, so he has limits, too. But I wonder how much also a little bit, like, reflects the yelling Nora gave him last season. I mean, maybe. Where she was, like, <laughs> uh, just, like, Grow over, over the fish cakes. And, yeah, yeah. And she was, like, like, stop, like, respect some boundaries. So I feel like maybe yes. he's matured a little bit, too. Yeah, I could see that. Um, oh, yeah. So then now we're back in school, and Isak is just kind of waiting around outside of Evan's uh, classroom. Yeah. And he asks if Evan's there. Um, But he finds out Evan hasn't been at school. And then he sees Emma and just, like, hides out of there. (laughs) Ducks out as fast as he can. Another common uh, sort of, like, hashtag or tag in Tumblr is gay panic. (laughs) And there's, each of them have it at some point. (laughs) It's great. Uh Uh-huh. They're like, ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then he walks up to the boy squad. Finds all of them outside, and they're, of course, talking about girls. I, I have tracked so far to this point, I believe every single conversation between all the boys has been about girls, with the possible exception of Mahdi and Jonas call, like, Mahdi calling Isak a traitor, and uh, Jonas kind of funding him. But every conversation has at least had, like, one significant section about girls. I think this is also a point of view thing, because I feel like they must talk about other things, but that's the yeah. only thing he hears. Of course. Which is something, so one of the things, one of the things that someone mentioned that I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way, it was like, how Vil- Vilda uh-huh. is kind of, the worst in season four uh-huh and it's like maybe she's not gotten worse it's just because we're seeing it from, from Sana's point, point of view. view yeah or the show is making a point because like i i think i mean she of, she's 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 still what she's saying is all terrible but we're right, saying right, she's right. not more terrible than, than she, she has been, been. Uh-huh. yes because sana is the one who's gonna like notice and remember yeah those moments more and it was more Eva, a response to scum friends where like daphne and iman and that mm-hmm. whole thing uh, even though i think daphne is like the one of the most like low-key vildas there uh-huh. there is still this sense of like and part of part of what the, I think that does in this season is how it just constantly reinforcing how isolated 
Yeah, exactly. Even among his friends. Yeah, exactly. And in this scene in particular, because what what happens, what goes on is that he like comes outside. He he start, he kind of like tries to join the conversation, and then realizes from context that he missed Magnus's birthday. Yeah, and, and then, he's super sad about it. And, and, and he's, and he's apologetic. yeah, he apologetic. And there's just this one another moment of like sort of awkwardness where everyone's quiet and sort of looking at each other and not knowing, because I don't think these boys are the best at communication. No, so they're like. Okay, we'll oh. just keep going. Well, and then of. Magnus is the one that kind of brings it back a little bit too. Okay, we'll just yeah pretend that everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, and, and like one the thing he like that's mentioned is that Jonas and Nati managed to like basically Magnus almost hooked up with Vilda. Yeah, and he's going on and on about it, and then after that awkward moment of silence, they kind of pick up the conversation and. Isak has this, where the camera's on him, he's in the group, but he's so out of it. And that's, but that's, in more ways than Yeah, the than entire usual. episode, that's sort of the way that it's going to be framed. Yeah. Where, like, even when he's with his boys, he's, he's not. Totally, exactly. With them. Yeah, me- either his, he's his, not mentally with them, yeah. or he doesn't, he can't participate in these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think he's even, like, self-isolated a lot yeah. by this point. Yes. By that, not going to parties or not inviting and them. And that's, that's a little bit what I love about this season is the way that they sort of escalate that isolation. Yeah. And you don't even realize it until you're suddenly like, oh yeah, he's just not hanging he has, out with them. He has them. no one, yeah. He has no one, he's like... Um, and it's and it's so sad, but you can you can see that it's him sort of protecting himself, but also making it worse. Totally. Then we're at the gym, a gym class. Yes, and he's like dribbling a soccer ball or football, I guess. Oh yeah, and I think in the text we see that he's been trying to reach out to Evan, uh, and Evan hasn't. Yeah, responded. like where are you? Presumably. Yeah, where are you? Uh, you and then he out? sees Evan in the hallway, kind of in the yeah. door, and he follows him into a locker room. And I have to say, Evan looks quite weird. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, he just looks like well, and the way that he's intense. Yes, the way that he's dressed is actually very similar to later in the season in the big. Yes, that's scene. true. That's true. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'm just pointing it out. I don't know if you remember the first time we saw this scene, but I kept being like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no!" And you were like, "What? What is happening? Yes. What is he saying? Why is this a big deal? I don't get it." I had that moment with Sasha this time where I was like, "Oh my god, this is so well done," but he doesn't know no yet. Way. And then a couple of episodes later, I said something to him about like actually the, the crucial conversation. As, that explains everything that's happening has already, already happened, happened and, and you, you don't you realize, realize that yeah. you don't pick up on it right away i mean that's why with this knowledge that's why everyone like with the druke clip today was like trying to analyze every single thing yeah, but i was what, like there's nothing there's said. nothing here that yeah uh but um, yeah it's like this knowledge basically um evan is there to tell isaac that he has told sonia about him about Isaac and, and then they bro- they're broken up and that they've broken up and I'm sure I'm I assume that was not a good conversation at all no uh, knowing what I know about Sonia yes uh, and just like breakups in general yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah especially in Sonia's case you're right and then uh he kind of wants to know how Isaac feels about it and like you can tell that Isaac is happy about it yes that's his first reaction his first like, reaction I mean, I mean yeah unless you're sad, sad in which case I'm bummed about it <laughs> Which is like a very sweet, very yeah, it like is. such a sweet reaction. Yeah, there is. That's like there is an awareness of because one of the things that people don't always love about the storyline, but it's kind of always going to be to a certain extent. Part of it is the cheating aspect of it, yeah. and like you know, it's not okay. Yeah. So even though it's their love story and it's a beautiful love story, there is this like aspect to it that they kind of have to ignore. <laughs> yeah. And I think Isaac has to ignore in order to be okay with... Right, 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 right. Yeah. And interestingly, there's a parallel to Eva's story because yeah. Eva's whole season is like the theme or the question behind it is like, 
can a relationship and can these two can these two people in particular have a healthy relation with each other in light of their relationship starting from a strange place yeah exactly morally dubious place i guess so evan is not sad he says you're right that he's giving a weird energy which you can't pinpoint but there is that's the one moment that he kind of smiles yeah and it just feels like oh oh here here here's the evan that we know here's the evan that's familiar and it's like kind of comforting a little bit you're like it's gonna be okay because look at him yeah but there's this like intensity yes so far kind of scary yeah and i feel like he's like doesn't know what, what to, to do it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, the, then I guess the conversation kind of shifts to what would your parents think about this, about us? Well, Evan asks Isaac that. Yeah, and, and Isaac was like, I guess my dad would be fine. Yeah. And he's like, okay, and your mom? And that's when he like makes the the, the hard, key line. the key line where he says, you know, my mom's insane. And when Evan asks for like, what do you mean? Further clarification, he literally says, that he made a decision that my life would be better without mentally ill people around me. Yes. And it's like, oh, oh, it's so fucking fascinating and hard to watch in, in, in a second watch. And because he doesn't know. Yes. And the camera. And it's not his fault. Absolutely not. Yeah, he, he, has, he has no inkling of what he is saying. Everyone. Kind of like how in the previous episodes, he and Sana were talking about yes. things that neither one of them realized had impact on the other. And then um, he, the camera kind of lingers on Evan, and he, yes. he just kind of like stares intently. He doesn't have a reaction. No, he doesn't. To which Isak asks, like, what would your mom think of me? And Evan kind of just doesn't, he like, there's this beat of not responding. Uh, yeah, and then he just kind of goes like, oh, they, they would love you. She, yeah, she would love you, and, and, and kisses Isak. There's like um, one less sort of like quick goodbye kiss yes. situation. Because the, the bell is ringing by this point and they're gonna, you know, he has to go his own way or whatever. And then as soon as Evan leaves, this is another one of those moments where the camera lingers just an Isak, who now is like, happy. Right. Because he has no idea that everything, that his entire world has shifted again. But He's, I also think this is like tension in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he doesn't know what He doesn't from. know what for, but I think he let, allows himself a moment to be like, well, he, he showed up, he was here. Yeah. Even if it's like, was it kind of weird? Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter because he was here. And, like, yeah. and it's the first time he's seen him since, yeah. like, Saturday morning. So, like, a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since Saturday, not Saturday morning. Just all day Saturday. All day Saturday, yeah. All um, day Saturday. So then it's the next day. I think it's Thursday. And Isak is in bed. He's texting Evan to and hang out. smelling the pillow. The... Smelling the what? Oh, the smelling pillow. Smelling the pillow. I did not pick up on that. I must have been looking away. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like... That is so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, this is what Evan was. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, my heart is, like, melting. I did not pick up on that. That is so cute. Uh, yeah, and he's texting Evan, but I will, we'll, we will take a pause. He's texting Evan, and he mentions... Um, well, he's texting Evan to hang out, but he mentions that the OD day was killing him. And this is where I go to, like, do you remember when I told you what yes, OD day yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, in case people don't know. Yeah, this is our, like, Norwegian culture corner. So OD day is called Operation Day's Work, which is the one day a year that high school students leave school and have to find, like, a job for a day, and they get paid for that day. Nice. And then that money is uh, given to charity. But it's, like, an obligation. Everyone has to do it. So in the text messages that the boys have throughout the episode, actually there's two. There's one with the collective and there's one with just uh, the boys where everyone's, like, freaking out trying to find a job. Um, <laughs> Poor day. Yeah, so Isak ends up uh, working 
for the um, like I guess like, like sweeping something. Yeah, I remember he is. It's like cleaning duty, like with the what's it called? The caretaker of their building. Oh, I see. Who Eskil and Lynn have a quote. Eskil and Lynn have a weird relationship with him. That's what Nora said. <laughs> but they did. They do get him. Uh-huh. Give him. Get him a job with him for the day. Yeah. What uh, a great like setup for a thing that every kid has to do. Yeah. Like just as a social kind of decision. As part of the transition from school to workforce, as a way to not like teach the value of money, but like maybe the importance of work and participating in society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that's kind of that sort of context. And then now, this is one of my favorite scenes, but it's also really hard to watch every single time Ugh, I, like, I was cringing i was this i was cringing the entire time and then i was like because i brought myself i would pause it i would click play i would be like okay how about if i watch it without sound just reading it no that still that's, doesn't make that's it worse better. okay yeah i was like that's somehow <laughs> worse and i'm like okay how about i mean i already know what happens but i really go wait no i just have to experience it i just yeah. have to experience it just, and like yeah let the uncomfortableness, let, allow your fave to be terrible for a second. Yeah, because he is, and that's, that's one of the things that we always have to remember, like, these are, you know, these characters are human, quote-unquote. Yeah, Like, yeah. they're gonna do terrible and problematic things, and that doesn't mean we don't, we're not allowed to love them. Yeah, um, or that they can't grow, or, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to, like, get slapped back a little bit. Um, yes, that, yeah, and that's for fine. sure. Basically, what happens is Eskil comes in with a gift. He has brought him some lavender air freshener. freshener. Because he's been a good boy and he paid his, his rent, rent on, on time. time. And also, I think he's just concerned yeah. about what the room smells like when, when his new, new friend, friend comes over. Comes also, he just wants an excuse to, to actually co- come in. And bring this up. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and, and this is, it's like, it's one of those only times where Isak, when he, like, he welcomes the intrusion. Like, yeah. he's like, he plays along, he says thanks, he laughs about the whole thing. Yes, yeah, because he's in a good mood for yeah, once. he's in a good mood. he thinks things are going swimmingly. Because he doesn't know. Everything has shifted. And he's, yeah, he's already sent the text message to Evan. That's yeah. important to point out. Yes. And then, so basically, yeah, like you said, Eskil sort of segues into Evan visiting and the room smelling nice. Right. If Evan were to come visit basically, again. Basically, he opens the door wide open and there's yeah and he has just this face of like exactly like please i'm open i'm here yeah. like whatever please step through exactly come, come into it's he's so well it's such a welcoming face yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and that moment i and, think he does a really good job with that and to six credit he is ready to take a first little baby step yep he tells eskild like, oh, you know that guy Evan? Well, he's not just a friend. There's something going on with yeah, we have, we're hooking up. Yeah, there's a thing. And, and Eskil is so supportive to, okay, uh-huh. great. Also, Isak is so amazing. In I mean, in the scene in general, but like he, I noticed for some reason watching it this time, he is fucking blushing when he's telling you <laughs> how hard it is to blush on command. Like, <laughs> that's incredible. He That he is so in the moment with his character in that moment, that he's having a physical physical response. Yeah. Um, I, I just was like, hats off, man. Like, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, and, and then this is like, Isak's still kind of being vulnerable, and he's like, oh, you, you don't seem that surprised. Right. And that's when Eskil sort of gives us the context of the first time they met. Yes. Um, and he's like, yeah, dude, the first time we met was like 2 a.m. at a gay bar. Right. Like, he's like, I'm not surprised <laughs> you're telling me this. Uh, to which... Uh, he's like begins to dig the hole again being like, like I didn't know it was a gay, gay bar. bar I told you I didn't know 
Um, like, and and Eskil's like kind of gonna let it go. He's, yeah, he he does. That like that's the thing. Like he's so welcoming and understanding and knowing what a huge step this is. That yeah. whatever for half of the scene, whatever Isak is willing to like give uh-huh. he's like okay yeah let's yeah he see. understands that like Isak has to maybe take this in steps that he's still working through these feelings yeah probably, that, because at some point yeah. Eskild went through this himself yeah. or at least knows people who have yeah so he's supportive he's like he's he understands that Isak might not be ready to say that he's gay and that's fine like he's not gonna force that right. on him right until Isak. until Isak won't shut up I'm like literally like no can we just end it there <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is part of the power of the scene comes yes. from what happens later. Totally. By the way, the scene, the this particular clip is called Pride. Ah, um, so. okay, yeah. So then Isak is like, well, I'm not gay gay, not like you. you. At which point, is like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Because that does, that is a statement worth clarifying. Yes. And he's like, well, you know, I don't like lavender scented things and listening to Beyonce and I can't remember all the things he lists, but it's like things of that kind of stereotype. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to wear mascara and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. And I just like, guys, internalized homophobia. I know. It's such a bitch. And like, like, Eskil's reaction, having now gone crazy over Isak's acting, like his performance, like, he's so fucking like hurt, but also holding it. Yes, the level of control and also, like, strangely empathy, but at the same time, he's hurt. Like, yeah. it's so good, and it's all playing on his face. And he he just says, like, I'm just trying to be myself, right. Isaac. And then Isaac, at this point, he's gotten the first inkling that he's Maybe he messed up. So he's like, yeah, 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 I know, I know that. But, you know, like, whatever, mascara. And then that's what Eskil is like, no, the floor is mine. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, all those tights and mascara and all that stuff, like, that you are judging these are people who like fought for the right to be themselves right so they would rather die than be pretend to be something they're not so until you've experienced that at all like until you really understand what that means like you have no idea what type of courage that takes like and you haven't fought these battles yourself you haven't had the guts to stand up for who you are then you have no place to put yourself above any of this. Above. Any, any pride day. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. are not above gay pride. Uh, I don't know if I summarized it well. But no, it was I think just, that's, that's, there's, there's like a lot there yeah. like, to work through. And Isaac tries to take it back. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I, I didn't put myself above gay pride and Eskel won't let him, which I appreciate so much. He's like, no, you did. Right, and he, and he ends by saying... I'm gonna go now because I don't really want to look at you right now. Yeah. Which I was, I remember, like, the first time I watched it, I was so like, oh my god, it's so fucking harsh. But since then, I've seen Italian, and I think, like, the Italian version is, like, even possibly harsher. Of uh, the Fran- <laughs> French version is even harsher. Even worse. <laughs> even harsher. Um, so, so I mean, and, and, like, the message is correct in all of them. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but of course. There's just something about, like you said, that restraint of Eskil when he's saying this. And yeah. I'm like, whew. But I actually really, really appreciate that he like, doesn't let the tension of what Isak has done um, dissipate. Because as a person who doesn't like confrontation, I'm very much a person who would, like, end something like this with a joke or something to, like, quickly establish, oh, no, everything's okay, we're still friends, Um, I forgive you. And so I really actually appreciate that he's, like, 
there's a sense of like we're going to be okay, but you're I can't look at you right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. I'm, and he's like, I'm, and he literally is like, I'm gonna leave, but I like, need I need you to think about what I said. It's yeah. not like it's like, and he's like valuing himself and his emotions enough that he is yeah going to not let Isak get off the hook too no, easily. No. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, and then later on, like, via text message, she apologizes a bunch of times, and, like, they make up, and I, there's a deleted scene that also, uh-huh. it's like, you know, I didn't, and he's like, I know, but I, like, I'm so glad that Eskil tells him all of that. It's hard for a show to put out a kind of, a kind of, I don't know, political or social message. Like, th- there's, like, I think there's significance to this scene in this text that's beyond just, like, character growth or plot or anything in the show I feel like this is well so like a good sentiment to put out into the yes, world yes 100% I've and seen it's very hard to do that I've, I've seen this drift with no context that this is this kind right. of thing this is just like here's this like message here's that, yeah about that, pride that, and about that yeah. should be heard um and I think there's like a lot of value in that and that's why I love the Eskil character so much and I love that he has this in him um and there's just there really is and I don't, this is not a commentary on Isak himself. It's like, I think we've meant, touched upon this a little bit, where there is this sense of LGBTQ history that has been lost in a lot of ways. And like, right. the struggle and the fight and what that means. Right, um, right. And well, it's something that um, I think when we talk about Italia and when we talk about France, I think that they've been trying to, like, they they don't want to make it the focus of the story ever. Right. But there's like, they're like, being gay here means. It comes with certain connotations that might have bigger stakes than they do in Norway. Not that Norway, because again, as eventually Isak will have to learn, like not that there's homophobes everywhere in the world. But yes, I do agree that he has a certain privilege when it comes to that. Um, Right, which is what the scene is kind of about. I do also though appreciate that the show has the ballsiness to go into something what that I actually imagine is not an uncommon issue for someone who wants to come out where there's this. I mean, I guess you, you named it internalized homophobia, but maybe even a sense of, like, I don't belong to that culture. Yeah. And, w- which is to say that that person hasn't accepted or learned or internalized that it's not about a culture. Yeah. It's about, ex- like, expressing what you genuinely love or want or feel. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and not about putting on a mask. Like, it's the opposite yes, of, exactly. of a mask. And that's and that's that's literally what Isak's arc is. Right. Like, learning to right, live right, right, without right. that mask. But, yeah, it's like, even when he's, okay, I'm considering the step of, like, maybe this is who I am. Like, this is another place where I'm another. Right. Um, right, exactly. Because when you grow up in a world where, like, you know, boys are, like, blue and trucks and, and like, you know, fighting, I don't know. Um, and then you uh, suddenly, like, there's a, so, so you're like, I don't belong there, I don't like those things, uh, or maybe I like some of them, but not all of them. And then there's this other one where uh, it seems like most people are liking uh, Mascara and Beyonce, whatever, all those things that he names. And he's yeah. like, I don't know that I belong there either, but that's because he doesn't know what he yeah. wants yeah. Or, belo- or where and, he belongs. And, and we, because we live in a world that everything has to be either this or that. There's, right. There's, <laughs> right, yeah, you can't be like, it's fine to like trucks and blue and boxing and be gay, and it's also fine yeah. to not be gay and love Beyonce and Mascara. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, there's also another dimension to this is like Isak's kind of a snob, like oh, yeah. about culture. Like later in the season, he's gonna make fun of that uh, pop singer Gabrielle, who I guess is a Norwegian pop singer. Yes, yes, she um, is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and uh, uh, but also he likes like explicitly gay about that, but it's it's like just also, pop. 
you know. Whatever. He likes Narcos and Nicolas Cage, so. I know. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but I mean, Narcos is good. I just. But it's, it's like a very pop culture thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like, those are those are things that are kind of coded male. Yes, yes, that's true. I think um, that's what it comes down yeah. to. Uh, Which kind of touches upon our conversations, like ongoing on the air and off, about things being coded for girls being bad. Yeah. And things being coded for boys being good. And but I think anyway. and I think he clings to that too a little bit. Yeah. But and it's funny that he, that Gabriel moment, which we'll talk about later, uh-huh. um, because um, it's not like he he himself does not have a history of like quote-unquote, liking girl songs. Like, that's something that has... People have made fun of him in earlier seasons, but maybe, I think, because of that, there's, oh, like, hyper-awareness right. yes. of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. In season one, when he wants to play the... I think it's he wants... John Mayer, I think. I yes, think. it's John yeah. Mayer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Jonas is like, why do you always like gay songs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, all our favorites can say Oh, that, that was... Now that I'm thinking back on the Scam France moment uh-huh. and how when Jan apologizes, like, that's one of the things that he says. He's like, I looking, I'm looking back at those moments and those things that I've said. Oh, that's so great. That I know. It, they really they that. really do. They really, you know, I will say, they, they really do listen. <laughs> um, I will have some problems with them, but they have some very strong, like, moments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. So, oh, and as if this scene couldn't possibly, possibly. get any worse. It does. Then he gets a message from Evan basically saying that, oh, things are moving too fast. Um, it's, it's, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's the equivalent of, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, things, we have to take a break, kind of. Yeah. Um, yes. And Isak is sad because he's just, like, this. these these are, like, very bad, like, last three minutes of his life. Yeah. <laughs> it, after having this moment of, like, everything's going to be okay, it's just, like, sucker punch, boom, boom, one after the other. Yeah. Um, so then it's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. And the boys, uh, the boys squad is drinking, talking again about hooking up. Yeah, <laughs> girls! Magnus has some ridiculous story about hooking up in a bathroom. I don't know, I kind of... Uh, yeah, I did, I did see something, because I, for some, I used to not pay attention to the names of the groups, of the uh-huh. group text, um, but at some point he, I guess he must have made some sort of joke about hooking up with someone whose tongue like was like a cat oh yeah he did yes so they named they ch- he said names changes the name of the chad to be something like cat tongue or something. yeah some some <laughs> sort of something related That's to that funny. um yeah like i i've paid it's funny because i pay much more attention now in all the uh-huh. well in all the other because maybe it's because there's six different versions so i have to be like oh which is the which is this one and then i look at the name and i'm like oh italian one right, right. uh so yeah um uh, but just... So, yeah, so Magnus has an equally ridiculous story about, I don't know, hooking up in the bathroom. And Isak looks miserable. It's the most miserable he's ever looked. Yeah, like, which on. is saying a lot. Yeah. Let's be honest. And, you know, I think we had talked about that thing about the not sleeping and whatever. Yes. And you can see it on so his face. So it's already face. started at this point and he's drinking. Um, so the boys are, like, looking for a party. They don't have anything to do that night. And it comes up that there's a party at Emma's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to convince Isak to get them in the door. They even like, rap. They even make a rap about it. <laughs> uh, and he's like, guys, it's not going to work. She, she hates, hates me. me. And they, when they ask Which for details, true. it's like, what is he going to, he can't tell them. Can't, like, right. like, again. Yeah. Especially now. Right. Like, because she hates him. And for what? Like, he doesn't even have, have the guy. The guy. Eventually, he gets, like, bullied into it because, he, first of all, he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, this is what we call Hell Week, guys, uh, in the fandom. This is Hell Week, for uh, sure. And then, add to that, it's the fact that, um, 
Like, he knows that they're mad at him. So it's like, whatever. Right. They, he's just had this, like, awkwardness with them that they're, he's kind of distant from the group. Not completely yet, but, yeah. like, distant. Then this and thing he, with Eskild. Yeah. And so he's, he's aware enough that he's like, well, whatever, I guess I'll try. Yeah. But it's so, he's so defeated. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like... He doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have, like, the, even the energy to really... Yeah, to fight him. Come up with a reason Because, like, why. there's a reason... There's a version in this of this scene where he, like, gets mad at them. But he's, like... He doesn't even have the energy yeah. to try. He's, like, whatever. Uh, so then they all go to the party. Yes. And then we have one of our slow-mo yeah. shots. Which is kind of different from a lot of other slow-mo shots. Because it's not in that, like, victorious way. No. It's, like, from the back. Yeah, and it's, I think they're also, like, going, going down. Hill, yeah. Uh, which is cool. Slow descent into badness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then they get to Emma's, and there's, like, this douchey, long-haired guy who's, like, not letting them come in. It's too crowded. It's too crowded. Do they actually know Emma? So yeah. they're, like, trying to prove to that prove they know it. Emma. And Vilda and Magnus are making eyes at each other. And yeah. Vilda tries to vouch for them, but... But it's apparently not enough. Yeah. So then Isaac, who is still, like, kind of, like, whatever, then he sees Evan. Inside the party. Inside the party. Yeah. So... Because he's a very motivated boy, then he manages to get inside within, like, five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, suddenly, like, lights up and, yep. like very uh in his snaky way yeah yeah he's, he's like, like do you want all the all, here are all the facts i know about emma and like i'm just gonna go back i'm gonna go in gonna find her we're gonna come out it's gonna be fine yeah uh and it's like he kind of leaves no room for argument which right. is again that's that's his snake ways yeah uh so he comes in he goes into the party and he's kind of looking around for evan and he can't find him yeah he passes eva and p chris yeah i think so yeah, yeah making yeah. out which is always like a tiny detail yeah. but yeah uh, and then he sees uh, Evan and S- with Sonia sort of like in the distance. Yes. And, and then, <laughs> and then he kind of like runs into Emma, mm-hmm. and uh, very awkward, uncomfortable for him. He kind of tries to apologize for Halloween and like the fact that they left. Yeah, them. sorry that we ditched you. Um, to which she's like, I don't think you're an asshole for, because of Halloween, but I think you're an asshole for leading me on even when you knew you were gay or something, something to that yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. And then she kind of ends it with, like, and he's just, like, doesn't know, can't speak, has no, no words. this is, like, li- world shattered. Yeah, like, the information is out there. Yeah. And uh, in a way that he was not prepared for. No. Um, nor did he have any control over. No, it's a fucking lack of control. <laughs> and uh, then she says, like, dismissively, like, it's 2016, like, get out, out of the, the closet. closet. And uh, stomps off basically. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then he turns around, and he—I think it's when he sees um, not only is Evan with Sonia, but they're kissing. They're kissing. So then he's well. Can we take a moment? Then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I just want to say that f you, Emma. Um, sorry, that was. It was just I understand her anger. Yeah, I, I think for me it's not quite yet to the point of like I I think her well, her like get out of the closet comment is misplaced because you don't know other people's trouble to go back to Nora's thing um or what he's going through because she she doesn't have to have that worry yeah but, she doesn't have that worry she she has no yeah e- even less than him has a, yeah. no understanding of yeah. the world of completely yeah, um that but I am enough like be able to say like I get why she's mad and like what he did is objectively a shitty yeah, thing yeah yeah so I, I get it I I think I think I get it yeah. until she says so like it's we're in 2016 get yeah. out of the closet. For, for me it's like the, in the later episodes when she like basically starts telling people Yeah, when she yeah. Out, exactly. And um, it's just this that thing. uh it, it crosses a line. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, she, now you're She has like yeah, shit. she hasn't crossed the line yet. Yeah. Her anger is somewhat justified. <laughs> Still we're in a public party so you can see that he's 
where his fear right. and anger is coming from. Right. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, Emma knows the, infor- the information is out there. Uh, and Sonia and Evan are kissing. So, Isa gets the fuck out of the party. Yeah. And he... So, we, we cut to Magnus hitting on Vilda. Yeah. Kind of awkwardly. Uh, and then just then Isa comes storming out. And he's, like, basically, like, like we're leaving. We're leaving. And uh, Ma- uh, Mehdi makes a Well, because Yuna's, you know, like, kind of like, what happened? And then yeah. Maddie makes this snarky comment about, like, oh, uh, he, he has to go, like, deal with a fam- something with his family. family, family emergency, blah, blah, blah. At which, like, Isak snaps, and yeah. he just had too much at this point. Yeah, I understand. It's, yeah. Been, it's been a terrible couple of days, dude. Yeah. It's been a terrible five minutes. Yes. <laughs> at, yes. This is every single fear that yeah. he's had for however long of uh, coming true. And he's had a bit to drink, so basically, like, starts to fight with... Uh, Maddie. Maddie. Is it Maddie or Maddie? Or I don't know how to say it. Know. Anyway. And then um, Jonas kind of breaks it up and he's like, uh, Like, what is going on with yeah. you? And Isak just... He has no time for this. Yeah. And he just, like, storms off by himself. We hadn't had a fade to black in in a, in a while. Uh-huh. And it was like, fade to black. And then he's, like, hitting things. And yeah, then, like, it, like, does this, like, poetic cinema yeah. ending. Yes. Where it's, like, intercutting black with him Because it's, like, punching. this all-consuming despair yeah like that's where he's at right it, now it's, it's so effective as a, as a as an editing choice and like as a thing to get us emotionally where he's at into his just pit of blackness that um yeah it's really 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 well yeah, done. it just ends with him like crouched down on the like, yeah he basically like, like in collapses to his knees, knees on the street yeah um because he's alone and sad and angry and scared yeah and he now doesn't have his parents doesn't have his friends doesn't have uh evan yeah and uh doesn't have eskild and uh has no control about this one thing that he hasn't even accepted about himself right. at this point right like, the, it, yeah the fact that he's gay like he he hasn't he literally just said i'm not gay gay like right, a, a right, day right. before uh yeah this is still something he's processing and now there's people out there talking about him. Yeah. Uh, and this is where uh, OG went into a hiatus for a week. And uh, people died on the internet. They were like, ah! <laughs> uh, and there was a trailer teasing the rest of the season that people um, analyzed, like, obsessively. <laughs> at, at some point, there were, like, moles being analyzed to figure out who they belonged to. Like, which character? <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was a thing. Mole detectives. Yeah, mole detectives. That's what Scam was at some point. <laughs> Bible verses and moles. Um, uh, it's, uh, so we're halfway through the season. I think it's ten episodes, right? So yeah, halfway through the season. Exactly halfway, and um, it's, like, an amazing midpoint reversal, yeah. and and I think I think I was saying in the last episode, I can't remember, but like, in ter- uh, contrasted with season two, how much better the pattern, sorry, the, the balance mm-hmm. of um, storylines where they where they had to get him through falling in love and then being broken up halfway. Yeah, literally. And then this whole other story is. Yeah, there's come still half a season left, uh, so it's kind of uh, fascinating yeah. and very effective. And and I think that's where I think we you briefly hinted at how why you've this time like really got this sense of like what about season three it works and like that's what I find so special about it it's just it's just so effective in its storytelling and it's only 10 episodes and yet like 
everything about it to me like works yeah. basically beat to beat. Yeah, I think I texted you this, but like season one still has my heart in a lot of ways because I just love Emma and it's the and the girl season. squad and the girl squad exactly. It's all about this like friendship, which no other season really has that much focus on like a, a character's growth in that regard. And it's the first one I watched, so obviously I'm very, like, attached to it for that reason. But season three, I have to say, has absolutely come up in my, like, this is just, like, masterfully made. Yeah. Uh, and just perfect. I, I, I mean, I, I really like watching the shows to see what sometimes they stress versus others. Or yeah, what yeah, they choose to yeah. accent or, or downplay. And it's interesting how to consider that you can do that and still have something that's fantastic like like it's, that's so well crafted and mm -hmm. you, there's still like things to change and you have another fantastic version yes, exactly um just in how like in filmmaking there's sometimes like sometimes you're just so stuck with like what's the what's the perfect solution to this what's the perfect solution but like there's no perfect solution mm -hmm. um there's multiple ones that can work yeah it's just you're right it just changes it, the tone that is or that the... is something about the adaptations that i think I didn't foresee, yeah. but it's been fascinating to sort totally. of uh, watch and be like, oh, okay, uh -huh. I guess. Like, right now, um, no one in, in Druk, no one in Mateo's uh, living situation has mentioned seeing David in his room. He was there for, like, two days. Right. And, like, no one has brought it up, and it's, like, stressing me out so right, much. I'm right, like, right. what? Why? Is Why someone not? going to mention yeah. this? Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Anyway, watching Scam is just about being stressed out all the time. Although I will say, I have not had any Scam dreams, uh, so I feel like <laughs> we've moved up in the world. I had so many in season four. I, I'm pretty sure I've had Scam dreams, yeah. But not having in a while, so at least at least my subconscious is letting me, um, you know, take some sort of break. Right, despite like the Uber Scam. Uh, all seasons happening right I now. Know. All, all parallel universes happening right now for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's exciting. Cool. All right, so the sound is going to like be really shitty yeah, that's okay. even more than usual in a second, so we should just end Yeah, we'll, we'll just say thanks for listening. Yeah, find us, Twitter, I mean, so Tumblr, Tumblr, email us, all that shabang. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>